Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy. Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. This is Angel. I'm so excited. It's October 6th, and we are, gosh, it feels like we are almost done with the year. It went by so fast, and I'm always so thrilled to be with you. I, I have a guest tonight that I've been looking forward to to having on the show, and that is Dane Stevens. Are you there? Can you hear me, Dane? I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Yes, you are, and I can hear you. I can hear you. Hear yes. me? Oh. I hear you. You hear me. So all is well with the world. Life is good. Life is good. <laughs> Thanks for having I'm, me on, Angel. I'm so excited to have you on because you know, first I, I, I you know, I open up my show. Um, I've been doing this for, for quite some time, but in when the pandemic hit, I'm just like, I'm just going to invite anybody and everybody who has a message that's, that's, that's truly important. And I've been talking to some really interesting people. And when I got your information and I'm like, neurotrauma healing, that's like where we are right now, neurotrauma. That's like, yeah, <laughs> that's like the definition of, right. that of, right. of, of no. what's happening in the world right now. And I'm like, yeah. I can't think of a better person to be on the radio than you right now. So welcome. Welcome so much to the show. Um, Thanks again for having me. Great to be here. And, and yes, a lot of people don't understand what's going on with themselves. And hopefully we can shed some light on that. Yeah. Perfect. Now, the topic that you gave us to talk about today, it says how to permanently heal unwanted behaviors. I'm like, give me that. What is it like in the Matrix? Is it the blue pill or the red pill? (laughs) (laughs) I I want that. (laughs) When it almost comes down to that, which pill do you want to take? It's your choice. (laughs) (laughs) So how to permanently heal unwanted behaviors. And I think that you know, just even looking at society the last 10 days, all I've seen is unwanted behavior. So please enlighten us. That what, First of all, I guess I should say, where did this all come from? How well, did you, what, no, I, I'm a trauma specialist, but it, it, it wasn't a voluntary thing. It's not what I had intended. Uh, it was me starting to do my own work. And I'll just, you know, briefly, as briefly as I can tell my story, I was doing quite well in my life. Um, had a great business, making great money and traveling and had good employees and living where I wanted to and all that stuff. Uh, everything was right where I wanted it to be except for my relationships. And because of that, I knew I had to look, I knew I had to look into a childhood abuse issue that I didn't know if I dealt with or not. So, um, and I went and did some group work for me and I did a bunch of uh, different types of therapies and nothing seemed to really, you know, click or work for me. So, and then a therapist slash healer uh, was recommended to me and I went to see her and I knew nothing of trauma at that time. I knew somewhat of energy a little bit, but nothing about trauma. And she assessed me and told me I had a, a cirque in my lower chakra region, which lower part of my body, which made sense. And she, you know, said, you know, asked me a number of sessions in and she was not cheap if I would like to remove it. I would like to take it out. And, you know, of course I wanted to take it out. And she's like, and it's hitting a home right. run. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, gee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, once again, I really didn't know about trauma, and the last thing you want to do with trauma is trying to force it out, and that's what she was talking about. So, so I said, yeah, let's do this. And, you know, she told me stuff was going to happen when it broke, and I can, you know, recall vividly to this day, you know, that time that she had me uh, on the table. She, I don't know if still to this day exactly what she did. She did some cranial shaker work, and she also had me on the table, and she had me twisted in different positions. And I remember the day that she had me tell me to go there, go there. And I was so out of it. I literally couldn't tell which way was up. 
And when I got off the table, I had this fearful, unstable feeling inside of me, like doing platelets, and for no reason. And I assumed it would subside and, and just was a passing thing. Something was, you know, happening, something that was going to go away. And it did not. And this mm. fearful feeling of jittery platelets, like I've been plugged into a 220-volt outlet, persisted. And I just felt unstable and, and had this fearful energy going on inside of me. And the inside, creating the outside, that's what happened in my life. My whole life started to crumble around me. I, I lost everything. And uh, oh, I had wow. a successful business and I, she eventually stopped seeing me over time because I ran out of money, but as much or more so because I think she didn't know what she didn't know how to handle it. So that's what sent me on the mad search to figure out what the heck happened and how to get my life back. So that, <laughs> Dude, that that's heavy. You're like, I'm going to get fixed. And you did not get oh. fixed. You got to look at the opposite. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. That's the biggest trauma I've had in my life. And, and, you know, there's more to the story because, you know, I'm, I'm taking a bit of a quantum leap here, but I know that I asked for that. And, and, you know, I have another book coming out after this one, and it goes into that. But, you know, the bottom line is you still, you can't try and force a trauma out of a person. And the work that we do with people is based on inner compassionate connection. So left right brain process that gives us access to that in a safe and gentle manner because with what happened right. to me, that's just mandatory and, and uh, must be number one. So, Right. And that's an interesting thing. You know, I had some, some callers um, that I was dealing with in another program and, and there was, um, there was a, a caller that was speaking about her, her, her post-traumatic stress syndrome and then how she felt through all this process and, and she was looking for some guidance and, you know, you, you, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's more to this than just, you know, chanting and, and dealing with the, and, yeah. and, and, and looking at the chakras when you have deep trauma. Well, and, and there's information about trauma, but there has not been anything, you know, that is solution to trauma or resolves it. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I want to bring forth. That's what this will do. If you do this work, if you make this connection, you can bring your, your issue to complete resolution. So it's not, and what happens in a time of trauma is it stay, stays stuck, looping in your nervous system, trying to process itself. And therefore, yeah. it, you keep experiencing it over and over and over again. I'll get deeper into that as we, as we go, maybe. But the bottom line is until you are able to resolve that, it's going to keep happening. Most of the yeah. stuff that we have, it's about coping with it trying to deal with it, trying to maybe blow through to overcome it or, or, or a medication that numbs it out. None yeah. of it is, is, uh, brings it to resolution. So now, yes, we have something that will bring trauma to resolution. And, you know, like you said right now, with what's going on in the world, everybody's being squeezed and their stuff is coming up. And now that's really is the opportunity for us to evolve is to do our work. I really believe that's a big part of what is going on here. It is what's going on here in the world today. So it's it's an opportunity, but it is. Yeah. But, you know, I, I like to think of, of, of the process, you know, and when you're going through stuff and we talk about triggers, that's, that's one of the new words, you know, there's always the the words, you know, that, that, that signify where you are, in the in the process in and the in the in the time in the timeline, but it's like oh I went in there and this triggered me you know things happen to us and we stick them in a box and and push them down, yeah. and then stuff happens we always wonder why am I always with that guy or why am I always responding yeah. like this, yeah and it's that stuff that we never dealt with right, so let me explain trauma, okay yes so, please first of all. You know, when, I, when we say trauma, people think of it as some big event. Uh, somebody was in a car crash or, you know, went and had the experience of war or was abused in some huge physical or emotional way. But trauma can happen. All trauma means is something stuck looping in your nervous system unprocessed. And we can, trauma can be created, especially in our childhood. That's why we're so, we're so vulnerable in our childhood because we're, our minds are undeveloped. And like growing up with an, a high functioning alcoholic, 
we may not even know that we are experiencing abuse, but just alcoholism itself is self-abuse. So if you grew up with a high-functioning alcoholic, that is being passed on to you. And in that, you had to change or alter your behavior somewhere and alter your natural expression of the truth about you. And that alone can create a trauma. Something like neglect, where nothing happened. And, you know, that'll, that too, you made a decision about yourself or you had to alter your behavior because you weren't recognized or seen or what have you. And that, once again, skewed the natural outpouring of energy, your natural expression. And that too would be considered a trauma. So trauma, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that has, doesn't have something, some degree of what we consider trauma looping within them. We're all affected by it into some degree. So. Right. And, but you're not talking about going somewhere and, and, and um, doing it in this kind of clinical, scary way that, that people have in their imagination. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I'm looking at your process, this feels like a much more soul-centered and, and healing and, you know, the people who are, who are looking for true release in a different way. I mean, this is, I've never seen any, anyone kind of combine the conversation that you're having, kind of combine kind of both worlds in this. And it just and, feels and so free. Go ahead, please. Yeah. It, it, it shows us how we work and shows us why we're getting what we're getting in our life and why we're not getting it. We, what we say we want. It's quite profound because it does travel a long way. And I'll, I'll, I'll uh, explain about trauma now. So we have kind of the foundation so we can understand, so people can understand, you know, what's happening with them. So how we process information, how a trauma is formed, is things come in through the right brain. The right brain is formless, color, sound, picture, imagination. So things come into the right brain and they are experienced in its entirety from that right brain through all the senses. And it is then passed to the left brain to be made sense of, to be understood and to be, to be filed. If it's too scary, too bizarre, too much for that left brain to make sense of or to understand or, you know, get a handle on, it will reject it and send it back to the right brain. What does the right brain do? The right brain does what the right brain does. Sees it, feels it, experiences it in its entirety, and sends it to the left brain to be made sense of, filed, understood. If it's still too much, too overbearing, or too overwhelming, it gets rejected by the left brain again, and that cycle has begun between the left and the right brain where we experience it, try to file it, experience it, try to file it. The brain's MO is survival. So it wants to get rid of it. We'll push this barrage of unwanted information, this un, un, not understandable information out of the way, and therefore it gets pushed to the subconscious. Is it gone? Is it, is it, have you got rid of it? Absolutely not. It is still very much alive, looping in your nervous system, trying to process itself, trapped somewhere in your body. And in that, you know if you have a trauma, if you have anywhere in your life, whether it be with your health, your wealth, your relationships, your career, whatever that is, if you have something that keeps coming up, some negative pattern, chronic condition, addictive behavior, unwanted behavior, you keep sabotaging yourself financially, keep getting sick, uh, keep attracting abusive relationships. If this keeps happening, you haven't been able to deal with it, I can pretty much assure you, you have something stuck looping in your nervous system unprocessed. Does that That's make amazing. Sense? Oh, God, that makes the world of sense to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. It's, um, you know, how do we, how do we get there? And of course, it's like, of course, that makes perfect sense. So now what do I do um, yeah. to get there is, is the question. And so it's like, how, how did you develop this process? So I guess I should say what's the process, you know, how would you describe this process compared to, you know, what, what, what you were doing before, because this came out of necessity. That's how you explain yes. this in, in all your yeah. writing. It's like you, this came out of necessity and you paint a picture where you were kind of living large. You were rolling, you know, you were like, yeah, you know, what the kids kid say? You were like bottle, bottle figures, popping. Yeah. You were, <laughs> yeah. you were living good. a life. Yeah. But when I look at what people could see, you know, and I, and I encourage you guys to, 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 to stock, you know, Dane out on the Internet, you occur so joyous and <laughs> abundant and happy now that I it's bet true. the guy, the Dane today looks at the Dane yesterday going, yeah, that guy. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I, I don't wish that on my worst enemy, 
but it brought me to where I am now. And, right. you know, well, no, yeah, I, I, you know, I really love what I do because in essence, what we help people to do is to learn how to love themselves, is to learn uh, how to connect to that, that joy that needs nothing inside of them, that we all have, that is the, your very nature. So, and, and when we do this, it, it Dr. John Bradshaw is, is, was who really, yeah, who was I, where I made the connection through the foundation of this work. And the work, it's a left-right brain process as the foundation that isn't new. It's been around for a very long time, but nobody has developed it. And I, like, I just, you know, even in the book, you read, like, I don't know why this has not been developed, but I guess that's my job because it's so <laughs> obvious and so simple. But you need to access it through compassion, through trust. You have to create a level of trust because this experience, this belief looping in your nervous system, it's stuck in this loop of fear, of, of angst or anger or whatever that is. So the only way it's going to unfreeze is, first of all, you connect with it. And that's what this process does. It gives you the ability to connect with it in a safe and gentle manner. And the big difference between the work that we do for the most part and a lot of the other stuff is we don't do anything to you. We, when the facilitators that, that work with somebody one-on-one, they facilitate them accessing that wounded, hurt, whatever part in you. They access that life within you in a safe and gentle manner. But we don't give any information, and it's about relationship. And when you connect with that part, and you can give that part what it didn't get at that time, whether it be safety, whether it be recognition, whether it be love, respect, whatever that is, then this part, well, first of all, when you've created the level of trust, and it unfreezes, and you give this part what it needs, all of a sudden, it unfreezes, and you bring it from happening at that time into this present moment where it's not happening anymore. When that happens, the looping is no longer going on in your nervous system, and therefore, there's nothing to be triggered. Wow. And I covered a lot of territory there, so there's stuff we're going to have to go back and, and touch on again. Uh, but absolutely. That way, yeah, it, it's... Um, it's sustainable. Like you don't have to keep doing this. You can bring it to resolution, but the foundation or, or the, the key is inner compassionate connection and building the level of trust that is required for this part to unfreeze and to have that loop. You could just the, the trust word. We could talk about that all night, right? Just that, that, that yeah. trust that's needed, but my callers are dying to engage with you. Can we take a couple questions? Okay, so I'm going to pull up some callers. Thank you for holding your on the air with Angel and Dave Stevens. How are you doing tonight? Who are we talking to? Hi, this is Carla. Hi, Carla. Hi, Carla. How are you? Yeah, so I wanted to find out, like, um, how were, did you, were you able to create the relationship for yourself that was satisfying? Oh, that's a good question. That was that was satisfying. Did you say? Yeah, or that you liked, or that was able to. Yeah. yeah. So, when I first stumbled upon the foundation of this work, the left-right brain process to the John Bradshaw work, I tried to make the connection to this. I think it was an exciting moment because it's like, oh my God, I I made the I connected to that wounded, fearful part in me, and like, I I knew it was there. So it was an exciting time, exciting, exciting moment for me. And I started to do the work and I tried to make this part feel safe and try to bring it into the present and so on. And it, I couldn't. It ended up to be like an eight-month fight with myself. And that's when I started to look for anybody who did this work. I called counselors and therapists and nobody did. I scoured the internet and I even tried to talk counselors and therapists into it and nobody would even try it. So I was really at my wit's end, and I found somebody, ironically enough, across the street from me, literally, who did this work. And I worked with Mary for approximately two months and gained traction, what I call traction now. And traction is having a consistently healthy and positive relationship with the life inside of you. And through that, this process just kind of flowed through. But the key is relationship. The and, and so 
this work, you don't have to, it doesn't take long. It's not about sitting on the couch for two years and learning your story better. You can bring it to resolution, but it's a relationship. And a relationship takes time and it takes effort. But what's really ironic about this relationship is the relationship you have with this life inside of you is the foundation of all of your relationships. When you have a healthy relationship with you, you will attract healthy relationships. You can't help it. It's just hearing what's going on inside of you. So that's part of when it you do this like work. It sounds like inner child work. Well, you have to connect. And the thing is, just about always, it goes back to the child. If somebody's dealing with, we've dealt with people with, uh, you know, dealt with a car crash or addiction and so on. So it doesn't always go back to the childhood, but you have to go, it will take the energy from the cause of what is going on in your life. And most of the time that goes back to the child. So, and it's about creating the connection. And when we do a session with a, with a client in the first session, uh, the goal is to have them make the connection and to know that it's real. And it's, it's not that difficult. It's, and it's like, there's two prerequisites. One is to be open-minded because it's abstract work and that left brain wants to stop you and not let you go. So you just have to suspend all this belief and it will show you. And the second one is, the second um, prerequisite we say is to be open to the possibility, the potentiality that you're responsible for your life because it will show you how you're working, how you're creating your life from the inside out. So, um, yeah, as far as inner child work, uh, most of the time we end up going back to the childhood. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's about actually making that intimate connection and you can make that intimate connection with this work and, and not only give this, you give this part what it needs because you find out from them what they need. It's not guesswork. Does that make sense? Yes. It Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. That was really great. Thank you. So how is this different from kind of more traditional type of, of work? If I go, you know, and, and, and sit in the office of, of your, your, your classical therapist or, or, or what have you, and just like go through the normal process, what is, what is different about the work that you're doing? Yeah. And, you know, everybody's a different place. You know, some people right. might need talk therapy just to get, you know, feel safe enough with themselves to do this type of thing. And something like EMDR is also a left-right brain process, which you, you get pictures and you, you, you get to experience that it is very much alive within you. So okay. this kind of takes that a step further where you get to actually converse and, and get intimate with this part. You give this part a voice, literally. And it's through left, right brain writing processes that is the foundation. That's not all of the work, but it is the foundation. Subconscious mind through emotion. And that emotion is where that stuck energy is. That's where you give this part a voice. And you, you know, with, uh, once again, inner compassionate connection, you create the level of trust that is required for this part to unfreeze and bring them back into this present moment. Well, what I love about, you know, what I've seen as I've, you know, prepared for the program is that, you know, when I, when I, when I sit down with someone, you know, you know, my, as a, as a coach, I, I'm the joyous life coach. I'm really turned on by people who really spark people to feel great and to look at the positive and, you know, just the types of processes that you go through, you want to create your best life um, mm-hmm. by releasing all this stuff it feels like you truly found like that step, that space in life where like, this is, yeah, this is, was it my, my friend sees the services. You got to find the sweet spot in life. Oh, that's very, very good. And then we all have the sweet spot and the sweet spot is always there. And that's where when I was looking for healing, I just wanted relief. I just wanted to not be in fight or flight and be in fear full time. So when I learned how far this work traveled, I was, I, I wasn't looking to, you know, have, I don't want to say euphoric, but, but have these amazing, this amazing stream of well-being always here with me. But what happens when we do the healing work, when we slow and stop these tapes from running inside of us, that creates space in us. 
Space inside of us equals peace. And this, this space, this peace, is filled with what I'll call your authentic self or higher consciousness. And this happens automatically. And that's where it was really surprising to me because we do the, the left, right, brain, right. And what comes through is, you know, after the healing has occurred, you have no idea the wisdom that you have inside of you. And I have the third book that I'm doing is, is the stuff that has come out of, for myself and my partner, Annie, and our clients from doing this work because it's just, you'll, you'll be amazed at what comes out of you, the guidance, the, the wisdom that comes out of you. And in that, yeah, you have this joy inside of you that needs nothing. And that is your nature. When you create that space, what comes through is your nature. And your nature mm. is it is powerful it is creative it is healthy it is beautiful it, you know it, it's it's loving and that's your nature there's no effort there that's who you are and that's it's beautiful hearing out those things that are are not aligned with the truth about you i love it i love it i'm gonna let you talk to somebody else i have some questions for you but i can't keep you all to myself dane i gotta share <laughs> you with the world <laughs> we'll see you later we'll see you later we're good Yes, we'll get, yeah, we'll get together that time. Um, you're on the air this evening with Angel and Dane. Who are we speaking to tonight? Hello, hello. Sometimes they listen and they're caught up in the listening and they say that they're, they're not there and we call them. Are you there? Can you hear us? Oh, we'll come back to that, that caller. Oh. We'll come back to that caller. Thank you for holding. You are on the air with Dane and Angel. Who are we speaking to? Hello. Hello. There yes. you go. Welcome to the show. You're on the air. Oh my gosh! Hi. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. My mind was like miles away. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Yes. You have a question this evening for Dane Stevens. Yes. You know, I've I've been wrestling with um, some inner child issues. I didn't even realize it was inner child issues until after my mother passed. And I've been doing the work, and I'm not just, I'm just not sure, like, how to tell if if I'm doing it correctly. You know, I'm, I'm, I try talking to my inner child. I try um, forgiving, forgiving whatever, whatever people that hurt me. You know, I just want to move past it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I really want that. That young, that young girl, the happy-go-lucky girl, to heal, and yeah. I also want to be able to assist even my family members heal from, you know, inner child and you know traumatic memories. Well, thank you for calling and thank you for being brave enough to, to pose this question. Uh, thank you for being here. And I want to touch upon you know two things, and, and, and one is forgiveness, and uh, first of all, I, I want to speak about, you know, you don't know if you're making the connection or not. And, you know, it was a challenge for me to put that book out because it has the full process in it. And I didn't want people to take themselves to a place where they didn't know what to do or couldn't, you know, felt stuck and, and didn't know where to go and didn't get the result that they wanted. But I couldn't just keep it a secret. So I put the book out there. But even in the book, we say you're probably going to need help in the start. You're probably going to need somebody to help you through this. And, and we have facilitators who have done the work. And mm-hmm. therefore, they understand the subconscious mind and, and how this process works. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, uh, um, I totally understand. And it doesn't take long to make that connection, but you're probably going to need some help in the start. Um, with the book, you can, try, you can try the book on your own, but know that we are here. And uh, it can be very confusing because the first thing that you want to do, we want to do with the person when we work with them is actually create separation because what happens in a time of trauma is you get triggered. There's that word again. And the synopsis fires in your brain and it's there. You know, the, the alcoholic wakes up with a fifth drink in his hand or the, you know, person ends up in a fight with their spouse or you end up, you know, in tears or in withdrawal or it just fires and you feel like you have no power over that. So, 
you know, we want to create separation. When you create enough separation from the, the energy, from the emotion, then that's where you can start. Then you can actually give that part what it needs. And to step a little further back from that, when we understand that the feeling that we're feeling, whether it be anxiety, fear, depression, anger, whatever it is, when we understand that's not who we are, that's a hurt, wounded part within us that needs our loving attention. And that's part of the creating separation too, is understanding that, that these feelings that are taking over, that's not who you are. So hopefully that makes sense. And yeah, I, yeah any, any question about that? Yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm actually watching one of my children go through something right now. I mean, he's a young man. He's 22. And I think, like, I'm the only person in the family that can relate to where he is right now because mm-hmm. it, it just seems like I went through the very same thing when I was his age. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he doesn't – I don't know if he doesn't want to listen to me or if he only hear what he wants to hear. Yeah. It's just sometimes I see when like he's just lost in his head, like, I and just, and I I go through that at times, and I know how I feel when when I go through it, and I don't want, yeah, I I, I don't wish that on my worst enemy, you know, yeah, yeah, because it goes from your head to other parts of your body, yeah, you know, whether it's in your guts, yeah. you know, and make me fearful, and I and I'm not, I don't that that's one feeling that I don't like is. Fear. Yep. Yep. So when something is up, it's up for healing. And and as the you know, the healing saying goes, if you can't feel it, you can't heal it. So when these things are up, that is the opportunity and if we can not let it take us over, you know, and, and you know, I what we tell our clients is get on the page and if you you know learn about the process you'll understand what i what i mean when i say that but the one thing i do want to say to you is that the best thing that you can do for your family for your friends and for the world is to heal because we are creative beings we are creators we can't help it whether we like it or aware of it or not we are always creating we are always creating what is going on inside of us at the level of that subconscious mind? We are emitting energy out all the time. And that energy is always being brought back to us in our experiences of life in the physical world. So when you heal, you are healing yourself, but you're also having an effect on the people in your life. That has to be your first step. We have a lot of people who come and say, my, my husband really needs healing. And, you know, we're on the verge of divorce. It's like, well, you know, it's the, the person has to want to. That's the first step. But in you healing, that is felt. And you can be a, an opening for people because they will see the change in you. They will experience the change. And even on the, on the you know, um, subconscious energetic level, they will feel it. So what I really like about this work mm-hmm. is you can bring it to resolution. And what that means is you're not passing on the abuse because we have abuses that have been passed on for generations. Mm-hmm. So when you do this work, you can literally heal your lineage or stop the cycle here because we have seen generation after generation pass on the dysfunction, the abuse, the addiction, whatever it is. And when mm-hmm. you do this and bring it to resolution, you're not passing it on. You, the buck has stopped here. Yes. Could I ask you a question? What is the name of your book? Uh, Reclaim Your Power to to Create Your Best Life. Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life. And it's funny that you would say that about, like, helping others because I work in a field where I deal with a lot of people that um, are carrying a lot of pain, and they're young people. And I, I really want to help them because I don't want them to go through unnecessary pain mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. to just wreck their life or to have major regrets because again I know what that feels like when you actually go through it mm-hmm. and like I honestly believe that even though your your life could take a, a really like 
bad turn or a tough turn, that when you come to the point of understanding that I could turn it around or you begin to, like, have confidence and make the steps and, you know, even if you, you, you make make changes in, in baby steps over time, you could actually make a complete turnaround. I do believe that the turnaround is possible, you know, when you're ready or when you're confident enough. But it's 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 really strange though because at this point in my life, right, very empath I'm very empathic, but at this point in my life, like I I I I'm being drained by other people who are not yeah. who who need healing. Right. Right. So if you feel like while I'm trying to heal myself and assist my son, you know, pray for my family Definitely look at pulling down strongholds of those generational curses and yeah. the things yeah. in our lineage because I recognize them. I'm able to connect the dots now. Yeah. It took me a while to realize it, but I'm connecting the dots. I see a pattern. I yeah. see a pattern that happened with my mother and her sisters right. and brothers, and I see a pattern that happened with myself and my brothers and sisters, and I'm trying to prevent it from happening with my kids because it, there's a pattern when you connect the dots. Yeah know that it's something that it is something to it. But at the say at the same time though, I've I've lately I've been finding myself getting angry and upset and resentful. Yeah. That so, I have so many thing. people that are that are that are not well that are attracted to me or I'm surrounded by them. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. That's hard. And the one thing that I I want to do, especially on on, on shows like this is to educate people as to how they're working. Okay. And look at, you know, a lot of times with a personal development field, it's about changing your attitude. It's about acting differently. But if you don't change on the inside, you are literally going to be fighting against yourself. The oh. famous uh, 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 psychologist Carl Jung said, until you bring the unconscious into conscious, it will run your life and you will call it fate because it is how it's, it's looping inside of you. So when you can understand that it's happening inside and when the inside changes, the outside changes, there's nothing to do. Maybe the outer physical world is just a feedback system showing you what you're thinking, what you're believing. And here's the big one and how you're treating yourself. So the outer realm is secondary. It is the effect. You and what is going on inside of you is cause. So, you know, we, we want to absolutely act our best and, and make the changes that we, we can and so on. But if we simply act outside of ourselves and try to be persistent in that, it's kind of like swimming upstream. As soon as we let go, we float back down again. Unless the inside changes, the outside changes. Okay. And I just like to to speak about forgiveness before we uh, we we leave here. And mm-hmm. we this is kind of the same we're on the same vein. When we forgive, so too many times we forgive from the neck up, and we want to forgive, and, and it's good that we want to forgive. But mm-hmm. if we you know say we've forgiven, but we still have a screaming angry person or child inside of us, we haven't forgiven. So what forgive means? It means give the energy back to that time. So how you do that is you connect with that part that is angry, that is mad at that, and you, once again, give that part what it needs to let go, to not be angry, to not be resentful, to not be, you know, sort of, or whatever that is. And when that occurs, you've given the energy back to that time and there's nothing to forgive, that there's nothing to be triggered. It once again comes down to healing. And once you're healed, you're not getting triggered. You're not, that past event is no longer running your life. You can so what if you find yourself having to forgive people that, People that don't want to change or people that they they don't think they need to change 
or yourself forgiving them over and over again. So how do you stop the cycle? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person or very, very little. Forgiveness means you taking the poison out of you. And yes, you, you can say that they put it there. In one sense, you gave them permission. And I want to clarify that. So we talk about taking responsibility. And absolutely, you need to take responsibility. That does not mean blame. If somebody, you know, abused or continues to abuse you or, um, you know, especially as a child, somebody who is, you know, sexually abused as a child, we are not saying you're to blame that you caused that. But when you understand how you work, when you understand that this past negative event or the experience is still looping in your nervous system, and that is the cause of the pattern that keeps happening in your life. When you first of all see the pattern go, oh, this keeps happening, that's the cue that it's happening inside of me. So that's the start of taking responsibility, understanding that it keeps happening. Therefore, I'm the common denominator. Therefore, it must be happening inside of me. And it is. And when you go inside, learn how to go inside and give this part what it needs to unfreeze, to come back into this present moment where they're safe and it is good, it will not happen anymore. And with forgiveness, there's just there's nothing there anymore. You have forgiven. You have given the energy back to that time. That makes sense. Okay. So the name of the book is Reclaim Your Power. What is the subtitle again? Uh, Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life. Okay. Create Your Best Life. You know, I I definitely want to reclaim my power because yeah. I know I didn't come here to I I didn't come here to um to lose it. I know, I, I know I have a journey to take. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to understand how to you know move through it. Yeah, yeah. And move through it gently and with compassion and. You know, a lot of, of what happens when we do the process is self-acceptance because, mm-hmm. you know, these parts, you know, a lot of times we don't feel good about ourselves. We need to accept these parts that don't sometimes yourself. What I've come to understand, the the part where we don't feel good about it, we this this culture is, is a very, is a bullying culture. And it isn't just now. It's been going on for a very long time. Because I, I could go back and, and and honestly remember how I felt when I was bullied, how I felt at any point in time when I felt threatened, or even, even, even in the workplace you deal with bullies. And they're crafty at it. Yeah. Is, is there somebody that you work with who doesn't get bullied? Who doesn't get bullied? Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I mean... Okay. So what's going to happen when you do that inner work and you change inside of you is your huh? outer experience will change. And some people will go out of your life. Change will happen because what's happening is you will change your vibration. You will okay. change your frequency. And as you raise your frequency, you will attract things that are equal to your frequency. Wow. So when you give that inner life, mm-hmm. the love, the praise, the gratitude, whatever it is that, that, that you, know, you give it, guess what shows up in your outer world? Love, gratitude, praise. And it's as if by magic, but it shows you how you're working. And it is profound. We, when we work with clients, when they come in, and they said, you know, I set a boundary and, and there was no animosity, no anxiety. I just said no and I couldn't believe it or I just walked away and it was all fine. Because when we change on the inside, the outside, like I say, quite literally changes. It's just a feedback system. And this is what you will get to experience. Just how powerful you are. Okay. So be gentle with yourself and keep going inside, going inside, going inside. 
giving yourself what you need. And uh, you talked about the mind. Do you meditate? Yes, I do. Okay, and and to be honest, the, the the ironic thing was that when I was at work, I meditated every day, like mm-hmm. on a regular basis. I listened to the, uh, binaural beats, sophagio beats. Um, oh, had mindful meditation, and it just so happened that now we're expected to do, you know, the the mindful meditation with SEL, and. The, the ironic thing is that when I used to do it at work, I used to always feel like I had to hide that part of me, but th- that was a coping mechanism. Since, um, you know, I started working remotely, I found myself, well, I fell back from actually looking for things to listen to, and I would just walk around and just meditate to myself, but then I found myself, like, in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take a, if this work had a destination, it would be this present moment. Because this present moment is the only place for power ever always But so I literally could I not make it through the day when I was physically at the location without doing it. I mean, I had to do it. If not, I had yeah. days where I was going to faint. Yeah. Like I wow. said, I'm very empathic. Yeah. So and it was... I mean, I had darts coming at me all day, or my head was spinning. So now you don't have that anymore, correct? Or not to that degree? No, not to that degree, because I'm home. I'm I'm dealing, I'm I'm dealing with that. I'm I'm dealing with it over over the internet. Okay. And I just okay. recently noticed it, and I had to like catch myself a couple of times, like, wow, you know, even that tension could come over the internet because I'm working remotely. Got it, got it. And I caught myself at one point reacting to it where I was becoming angry, like fuming. Mm. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is, I'm giving them too much power. I'm yeah. in my home. I'm doing what I can, where I can, and how I can. Why am I allowing this to come through the um, internet? Yeah. Yeah. You so know, we do what we can. In that, you would get on the page there and let that out, give that part a voice. But meditation, I don't believe, is an option to a healthy lifestyle because we think we can't help it. But we have gone to the point where most people identify with their thoughts. Their reference point is their thoughts. And as long as you believe your thoughts and your reference point of your thoughts, you're going to experience more anxiety. You can experience more, more, more separation. You can experience more fear because that's what the thinking mind does. That's its job. The thinking mind. And I have an overthinking mind. And my, my mind was being um, overly stimulated by all the things that I had to do all at one time. And so I needed the meditation. And I'm, I'm definitely going to have to start doing it more now that I'm home as well because I'm doing the job again from home. And I started to see recently how it was actually coming through the computer. Like, I was feeling the same type of feeling. I was like, no, I shouldn't have to. I'm home. I'm in the sanctity of my own home. So, time every day, especially, I mean, if you do the work with uh, from the book, you can do that work in the morning, but meditate in the morning um, otherwise and uh, still your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make sure you do it a regular time, and and not just the morning. Like you say, stop once or twice through the day, just for five or ten minutes, and still your mind. And in that, when we are stressed, when we are fearful, we don't make good decisions, and things take way longer. When you don't have time, that's the time you need to meditate the most. When you don't Mm. have time. It will give you more time. It's the the mind, the thinking that takes up all the space, takes up all the time. When you stop, when you connect, you're letting higher consciousness, God, call it what you will, through, and you have a lot of help. It is the thought, it's the mind that is in the way. That makes sense. Wow. Okay. Wow, that was really good, and we we let you guys go for a long time because I really wanted people to kind of hear the process. And so I'm going to ask you um, how that how that felt. That was that was really cool because it 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 it, it what I heard was 
um, you walking her through a process, and she was getting it. And I feel like if she really sat down and, and, and worked with somebody, she could really come to to some solution a lot faster than I think she may feel today. Right. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. because when, when, when I'm at that, that place where I feel inner peace, that's when I could create. That's when I think clearer. That's when I'm able to get things done. Like, I'll knock out multiple things. Whereas when I'm not and everything is just racing, it's like I'm spinning my wheels. Yeah, exactly. Getting nothing done. Yeah. Wow. Love that time. You know, and I, I as as you were talking, as you were talking, that that's when, like I got a, a revelation, like because you said, you know, the, in the consciousness, and it's like so when 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 I'm at that point where I'm feeling a sense of peace, or I'm in the now, rather, that mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm I'm physically there, but I'm not there. Like I'm, I could be physically in the midst of a big mess. Or yeah. a storm, but I'm not in it. Yeah, yeah. You are not. I'm at a, a different dimension at this point. Is that that's what you mean when you use the word consciousness? Yeah, that's space. I struggle with that term because consciousness, to me, initially, is that you are aware of everything that's going on. Whereas if, and I'm not looking for an escape. I don't want to be the person to say, okay, escapism, because I know people escape with many things. You may escape with with smoking or drinking or, you know, doing other type of stuff. So I don't want to embrace escapism, but I do want to embrace raising my vibrations, moving to another level. And I struggle with consciousness, because consciousness to me as a child was taught that you got to be aware of everything. And I just definitely... That defeats my purpose at this yeah. point. No, no. So that that's just a, a misperception or, or misspoken or however that is. You, okay. You, you have, it's been called many different things, the gap between your thoughts, the portal, the space. But there, your, I'm going to call it your true mind, the big mm-hmm. mind, spirit, is behind your thoughts, behind the thinking mind. You are not your thoughts. Say that to yourself a hundred times a day. I am not my thoughts. I am not my thoughts. And when you can still the mind, and that takes time, but keep slowing the mind down. I think it was Gerald Jumpalki who said, a busy mind is a sick mind. A, mm. a, a slow mind is a healthy mind. A still mind is a divine mind. So the more that you can create space inside of you, which is what I talked about earlier, the more you're letting your nature, your higher consciousness, spirit, come through you. So, yeah, we're getting, the thing is what we're doing with trauma, what we're doing with this process, is we're getting people out of their own way. We're creating that space for allow who they are, who they truly are, to come forth. And who, wow. they are, who you are is peaceful, is powerful, is creative, is healthy, is beautiful. That's your nature. And it's just about getting out of our own way. And it's the thoughts looping in our nervous system, which we don't haven't had access to, which is the big killer. And our and then as we do that, our mind automatically slows down more until we become present and that choice in our power. Wow. I mean, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you probably have other people on the line, but, but I love to garden. <laughs> when I garden, that's that's a form of meditation for me. Absolutely, nice. And that, that's when I get the. That's when I get all the downloads. <laughs> that's nice. when everything is just like the whole world stops. Nice, nice. So you make sure that you schedule your time for gardening if you need to. You make sure you take time for gardening. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I don't mean to cut you off, but we are actually almost done for the evening. And I want to make sure that we give um, Dane the opportunity to, to do his infomercial, let people know who, how they can get in touch with you and, and, and all that stuff. And I, and I was saying earlier, I wanted to make sure people went through the process. And thank you for allowing us to, to, to take you through that process. It takes a lot of courage to go through a process, like out in public, kind of where the world is listening to you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Uh-huh. 
thank you. to clarify that with you. And God bless you. Take care and, and much much um much hope and wishes to you and your family, okay? Yeah. Thank Oh my goodness. So that was really, really um interesting to 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 observe because you really did First of all, you calmed her down. You know, you, you got this a wonderful calming brother. I just want you to come to my house and meditate with me every day. And in the the trauma, I wanted to do some time. I'm gonna have to bring you back one day because I I really wanted to talk about you know, when you're talking about trauma is stuff that it doesn't have to be falling off of a train. I feel like we're in a trauma state right now in, in our nation with just everything that's happening. And yeah. we are going to be affected by this when we come out of this as individuals, right? Yeah, I, I really do see this as, as an opportunity. And it's um, some people embrace it, some will not, but we are being squeezed. And what is coming yeah. out of it is all of our stuff. You know, anger, fear, you know, all, all this, it, it's all coming up to the surface. And once again, if you can't feel it, you can't heal it. And we're all seeing it and feeling it. And therefore, you know, it all starts with us as individuals. When we heal, that's the best thing we can do for ourselves, for our family, and for the world. Because we are always emitting and sending this energy out. So it really is an opportunity, hopefully, um, more and more people can see that and, and, and do their work and, and get the help they need. And your book, and the name of your book again? Is Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life. And you can get it on Amazon. And uh, you can also go to uh, my website, which is Dane Stevens Online. That's D-A-N-E, Stevens with a V, online.com. And you can, uh, I'm putting on a, uh, webinar that is introducing yes. about the uh, near trauma healing process called Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life. And it's on October 14th. So anybody who wants to uh, go there and sign up for the webinar and you can uh, experience and, and get a see what the process is all about and we explain it and show it to you there. So, yes, yeah. I, I saw yeah. that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I saw that on your website. I want to make sure I, I I touch on it and give my endorsement, you know, listeners, especially the 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 young one you were talking to, you really are putting it out there, really affordable. It's only twenty five bucks. I mean that yeah. that's that's like nothing. That's like two cups of yeah. coffee at Starbucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and oh, it right. says heal heal from your past, um, live the life you came here to live. You know, this is what all of us are are yeah. wishing to do right now, yeah. right? This is what we all want to do. Yeah. And we're looking for how to get there. And you're saying, come to this webinar and you can take us through the steps, or are you just going to take us how, how what is going to happen? With this, this, this process, it, it, there's not a person that could not help. It's not for everybody. So I, I talk about it and go through and show how the process, show about the process. And uh, so you can kind of decide from there. But I show okay. you, the, yeah, you get to understand all of it kind of thing. And, and uh, if it resonates with you, um, yeah. And you can, right. You can make a decision. Yeah. So yeah. many, like so many tools out there that are powerful and impactful and, and, and it's kind of highly useful. An hour is not enough time to really talk about yeah. What, yeah. There, what there is. And so we, we may have to carve up some time to bring you back on, but I wanted to acknowledge you as well. You know, you, you start off by talking about how you had this childhood trauma. It, it's a lot of courage to just come out and just put that on the table and say that. And it, it allows people to consider that life's not that bad. We've all been through some stuff, you know. We've all yeah. had, yeah. we've all been through some stuff, and and the only way you can get through it is to, is to you know kind of face it, right? And then and yeah. then, yeah, yeah. But it, you know, most people want to, we just haven't known how. And yeah, then, yeah. You can you can learn how to to do your work, not just cope or compensate for it or. Um, but actually bring your work to a full place of resolution. So, yeah. I would like you to give your call to action. So one message you'd like to give my audience before we call it a night, what would you give them today? So, yeah, let me, you know what, why don't we give your audience the first 20 people that email me 
uh, get Uh-oh. the webinar free. So, yeah, because I, I want – it's just a token, but, uh, yeah, first people, first 20 people that, that email info at anextraordinarylife.ca, get the webinar for free. And reference Spirit Talk Radio, or, and they will get this, and they'll get to attend for free. I'm gonna, I'm gonna encourage my my audience to do that because so much of so much of what you're talking about is gonna be in need. If you don't feel like you now, I feel like you're gonna need it in the next couple of weeks as we step out and begin the process of recovery as a, as a world, not even as a nation, yeah. as a world. So yeah. thank you yeah. so much, thank you so much Pleasure. for coming on the show tonight. Um, I, I wish you well. And I might take you up on that myself. I might sneak in on that webinar myself. (laughs) It's very informative and and it, you know, spells it all out. And and once again, uh, if it resonates, you'll, you'll know. So yeah, please do. Love to have you. Thank you so much. God bless. Take care. And for all of you listening, we thank you for listening and we'll see you all on the other side. Ciao, ciao. Thank you.